The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 663. Today we consider the nagging question of reusing source material in The Force Awakens as compared to Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice and the upcoming Marvel movie Captain America Civil War. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7. A daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week? How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I've been thinking about this particular topic for a while now, and I just can't sit on it any longer, and I wanted to discuss it with you, and I would love to hear what your thoughts are about this as well. So let's start by framing the discussion with this. A lot of hay was made over the fact that many of the story beats in The Force Awakens are very similar to the story beats in the original Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope. In fact, we did a podcast a while back citing 59 different ways that The Force Awakens is similar to Star Wars, and we asked for feedback and got a few more in, so I think we got up to 63, eventually, ways that The Force Awakens mirrors A New Hope. And the fact of the matter is is that J.J. Abrams has said that there was a very specific intention for them to do that, to follow some of the story beats of A New Hope, and yet still introduce new characters, new ideas, new situations, and that sort of thing. And I know there are some fans, there is a subset of fans that are not happy about that. They would have preferred a much more original, if you will, execution of The Force Awakens with the original characters and even bringing in the legendary characters into an original scenario. And ultimately, if this doesn't exist out there, then maybe I'm just going to have to do it myself. Uh, Some sort of catalog of the ways that The Force Awakens is not like the original Star Wars, that it is actually its own separate movie, because I don't think we've really considered that, and I have a feeling there are probably a lot of things to point out that will give us some reasonable distance from the original Star Wars. Now, it's a little early, perhaps, to be comparing this to the upcoming Captain America Civil War movie, since it isn't actually out in the first place, but it's clear already that there is source material upon which the movie's ideas are based, and that is the Civil War comic series that came out a number of years ago. So unlike the Civil War case where there is source material and there is a definitely clear stated fact that they are drawing from and being inspired by source material to create the Civil War movie, that wasn't the case with The Force Awakens and maybe that's where that's just become a perception thing, I guess, for lack of a better, and a secrecy thing in the sense that J.J. and Larry Kasdan did not start talking about The Force Awakens and how it followed story beats of Star Wars until after the movie came out. And they said that that was their intention all along. And yeah, I guess when you find out after the fact, you could say, okay, we either trust them or we can say that they're just trying to justify everybody's reaction to it and say, no, that's what we meant to do. Yeah, see, that's what we meant. Ah." It's certainly possible. And I don't 
have any intention of calling them liars by any stretch of the imagination. I would say innocent until proven guilty on that one. And so, yeah, I would say that they probably did consciously try to reflect stuff that happened in the original Star Wars and mirror it in a way that would be pleasing and satisfying, especially when you consider that the Star Wars audience as a whole, and I understand that there are varied pockets in within them naturally, but as a whole, the Star Wars community is viewed as taking a very dim view of the prequel trilogy and that any Star Wars movies that are being made subsequent to that are on high alert for making sure that they don't remake the same mistakes of the prequel trilogy. Now, compare and contrast this with Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, where Zack Snyder, the director, in interviews has said that though he definitely used The Dark Knight Returns, the seminal Batman comic series from 1986, the Frank Miller series, whereas Zack Snyder used certain elements from The Dark Knight Returns as visual references, that the movie itself was an original premise and was not intended to be an adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns in any way. And yet, and yet, no, this is where, trust me, hang along for this if you're not a Batman fan or if you're not deep into the comics or hadn't been familiar with The Dark Knight Returns, well, we'll keep it very simple and on the high level for you. You see, Zack Snyder didn't actually do just an original premise. There were a number of lifts directly from The Dark Knight Returns, particularly in the fact of having Batman fight Superman in the first place. Now, what gets them to fight each other is different, but when the fight happens, there are some very similar elements, including the fact of Batman being in an armored bat suit as opposed to the normal one that he wears, and seems like putting his foot on Superman's throat, and I guess we are at a spoiler level situation here. Like, if you haven't seen Batman v Superman and you intend to, then maybe you should not listen to the rest of this <laughs> it's until you've watched that particular movie. But uh, Kryptonite being used on Superman in that battle. I mean, there are definitely scenes and elements of the plot. Um, Superman getting nuked in this whole thing that are taken directly from The Dark Knight Returns. And we're going to link to a Cinema Blend post in the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com that has a number of visual references, as Zack Snyder put it. <laughs> it's got a bunch of them in there. But it's not even just that. It's a bunch of dialogue lifts, too. And the reason why that particularly rankles is because, yeah, of course, there were a couple of callbacks to famous lines in The Force Awakens that people are familiar with from the Star Wars movies. But that's almost intentional. That's um, not even almost intentional. That is thoroughly intentional. And that's part of the game. You know, the We Got Company and May the Force Be With You and I Got a Bad Feeling About This. Like, that's stuff that is just absolutely part and parcel interwoven within the fabric of the Star Wars universe. Like, you almost have to have that stuff happen. And so, as a result, since we don't get the word from Zack Snyder that he was trying to pull dialogue as an homage to The Dark Knight Returns, then when you hear Ben Affleck's character tell Alfred, we've always been criminals, and that's a direct dialogue lift from The Dark Knight Returns when Superman's telling a story about Batman and about Batman laughing in everyone's face and saying, we've always been criminals, like, it's a straight lift. And so is a thing with Batman telling Superman about my parents taught me a different lesson, you know, lying bloody in the streets and whatnot. That's obviously not the direct quote, but it is taken directly from The Dark Knight Returns. 
And just so the record's straight, like, I wanted to like the Batman v Superman movie. I wanted to, and I was not particularly happy with it, unfortunately. I'm sorry to say. And just the fact that they lifted as much from The Dark Knight Returns and that there was, quote, homage paid. And thinking of it in terms of The Force Awakens and the things that were sort of lifted from the original Star Wars A New Hope, I began wondering if I was being hypocritical about being okay with what they did with The Force Awakens, whereas I wasn't okay with it in the Batman v Superman movie. So ultimately, this is probably like comparing apples to oranges, but I like to think that there is a logical explanation for why it seems okay for them to have done what they did with The Force Awakens and where it's not okay with what they did with Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. And I think maybe the solution lies in the characters because, of course, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice borrows from The Dark Knight Returns, which also featured Batman v Superman fighting. So, you know, same characters, just in a different story. And it's not just the visual premise, it's a lot more. Whereas in The Force Awakens, it's new characters, new situations. And yeah, it does follow the story beats, but there are differences and they are introducing new characters for a new generation. So I think that there is a world of difference, really, when you get right down to it between the way Batman v Superman lifts from source material versus the way that The Force Awakens lifts from source material. And I find that just in my feeling about it, The Force Awakens does it in a much more honest and genuine way than Batman v Superman does. But again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this matter. So please do chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Okie dokie, we've got trivia here for you. Listen, I've had a pretty messed up day. Last time we asked you what Princess Leia's last line is in The Force Awakens, and it is, May the Force be with you. And I don't think she was very high up in the uh, odds makers thing for the bookies trying to guess who would say that. So if you bet Princess Leia, then you probably made a lot of money. Today's question, speaking of last lines, because we did her first line, but not her last line, what is Rey's last line in The Force Awakens? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. 
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No cost units provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.